1: Sand Talk, the beach soccer podcast, supported by La Liga. With thanks to Beach Soccer Worldwide's partners, Puma, Iconic, United Nations Alliance for Civilizations, and Genius. Thank you all for believing in the sport. Welcome along, it is Sand Talk, the beach soccer podcast and today is the tidying up edition as we round up the qualifiers for Moscow 2021 and neatly complete the 16 participants for the World Cup. We'll also hear from England as they win the first Women's Euro Beach Soccer League plus Hulk Smashes as top scorer in the South American Championship. There's Brussels Sprouts as we talk development of beach soccer in Belgium. And the most important thing, of course, myself and Matt will find out whose song was played the most at the first tournaments of the summer. And as ever, in Barcelona is Matt. How are you doing, Matt?
2: hello mark yeah i'm fine nice early morning here in barcelona a little bit cloudy but uh, you can't have everything can you
1: no you can't well we can have lots of clouds here we've got everything when it includes clouds exactly where i'm sat now it is raining and as i look out the window once more i can say to you the only thing i can see that relates to a beach is a pile of sand on the building site next to me and of course you got to see the actual sand of the beach in portugal the I couldn't make it because of COVID restrictions and travel restrictions and quarantine, etc. I was jealous until I saw in a presentation somebody wearing a coat. So it wasn't as warm as I thought it would be.
2: No, it wasn't as warm. It was the old Atlantic playing up a little bit there. Very cloudy, very rainy first week at least. But I was safely tucked away in my press box. So uh, that was all right. But uh, yeah, I think the players got the chills a bit.
1: I think the players who did get the chills was england they seem to be going from strength to strength in a women's game winners of the first ever euro beach soccer league and making a bit of a stir over here as well i was contacted by the athletic there's a great article particularly featuring the goalkeeper horton's shot from one end of the pitch to the other that that went viral
2: yeah absolutely i saw that goal live that was brilliant that was uh took my breath away to be honest mark um I watched every game, obviously, as as is my job.
1: But of course. They really,
2: they looked really, really comfortable. They really did. They they, they looked a little bit like, and I'm going to say it, Mark. Say England it. football
1: team in the Euros. They looked a little bit like it's coming home. <laughs> they they looked like a team, don't you? That belong there. There was a wonder won the, um, the first Euro competition. I was commentating on a couple of years ago. And of course, they became a Great Britain as they went to the World Beach Games in Qatar, and it, they've always been there or thereabouts. But as you're saying now, comfortable, they were winning games in the last second and the last, you know, microseconds of games. As I remember, in one particular time, but now it just seems to be they're there, they belong, and the rest of us, the rest of you, catch us.
2: I really think it could be could be their year for the for the competitions that they're competing. They managed to beat Spain, their old rivals, who, of course, ranked number one in the world. So maybe there's going to be a little shake-up in the, in the women's beach soccer scene.
1: And in a men's game, uh, Russia, they won the Euro Beach Soccer League. Very, very strong, of course, heading into a home tournament, which meant they weren't involved in the qualifiers. And in Europe, the qualifiers are Belarus, Spain won the tournament, fourth time they qualified for the World Cup, Switzerland, and, as expected, Portugal there, any big surprises for you during that tournament? I'm not sure if it was a surprise because Belarus are obviously
2: a real force to be reckoned with nowadays. I was really impressed that they that they qualified for their second consecutive beach soccer World Cup. There was a surprise though in terms of who didn't qualify and I think you'll agree with me when I say Italy, Mark. I'm surprised that uh, that they, they fell short this year.
1: Yes, I mean, it's that knockout phase, isn't it? Once you just have one bad game, a few missed chances, then everything changes i think joining the world cup the one team that can subscribe to that definitely is brazil because when they met russia a few times they always seem to fall down despite winning literally tens of games prior to that but there's always a surprise team or there's always a team that seem to get there that do really well that not everybody expects or there's always a team that seems to miss out that everybody expects to qualify and i'd say at this point it was italy i think we got a. I think what we've got to do is especially mention a few of the teams that maybe outperform what we thought. Uh, Germany in particular, I thought, were really good. And we hear here from Christian Beerman, who talks about beating the World Cup runners-up from last time, Italy.
0: Yeah, I think uh, we played, played really well. Uh, we had less training than, than all the other teams. We had only a small or just just a little bit of preparation time uh, before because due to, to COVID and everything, and I think, uh, yeah, we played great uh, in the group stage. Now in the
1: quarter final, yesterday I was a bit unlucky with with Samoa. We we can perform with the best here on this stage. I think special mention has to go to Denmark, who qualified for the pre qualifiers. There's real progress there, isn't there, with Danish beach soccer and Scandinavian beach soccer as well, because Norway made it through to the qualifiers also.
2: Impressive performances from, from both of those, and they, uh, they they really struggled with injuries early on, actually. You may have seen Axel Dam, the number 10, playing with a bandaged head. I think that one looked a lot more dramatic than it was. There was a lot of blood, but they had a few players in the hospital at the same time. Hopefully they had beds close to each other, then they could watch the, the games. But um, really impressive performances by Denmark, who struggled in the end against Europe's elite. But yeah, they did very well to get where they did.
1: I think it adds to it, though, with Scandinavians in particular. If there's a bandage on the head or there's there's a few injuries, if there's adversity, then that plays into Scandinavian teams' hands. And I think Denmark in particular, fantastic team spirit. And as you look forward to the club competition, Copenhagen Beach Soccer Club are involved in that. And, of course, they are mainly the Danish national team. So that will stand them in really good stead for that. And special
2: mention should go to Norway as well for Pak Ling Lee, who scored a divine chip. Do you remember that Bay Martin's chip? You were commentating on it actually, that Bay Martin's chip in uh, in Moscow, the Monday elite of the Clubbers.
1: Yeah, there's always I love a cheeky chip. I always remember a cheeky chip. I remember Nick Pereira against China, way back when in Cascades. that was in the Monday Lito. and then Martin's when he did it indoors in Moscow, just lifted over the goalkeeper. I think that one went viral as well.
2: Yeah, this Pakliling one—it was a, it was another free kick. Kind of Edu Suarez and Antonio did did one for Levante in Spain, I believe. For me, one of the one of the top goals of the tournament. Very, very satisfying.
1: Yes, not I, the goalkeeper, but... no. Uh, see, what I like to do as a former goalkeeper myself, I like to not mention the goalkeeper it was against at any point in these uh, goals that are chipped over a goalkeeper because the goal isn't that big. We shall protect them at all costs. Keepers Union. And I suppose the cherry on top for the World Cup qualifiers, the last piece of the jigsaw, whichever cliche you want to use, of course, it went to South America. The name of the Confederation of South America, and I'm going to let you take that one, Matt. Conmebol. And the simple thing that happened, of course, in these qualifiers, as expected, Brazil, they won. They beat Uruguay in the final three goals to one, of course, qualifying yet again for the World Cup. Paraguay, last time's host, they beat Colombia 4-2 and qualified... For their tournament And I've got to get this in, okay Hulk smashed Hulk smashed Do you see where I'm going with this? He was a qualifier's joint top scorer With Carlos Carballo of Paraguay And can anyone see past Brazil As we go towards the World Cup? That's what we say every single World Cup Can anyone see past Brazil?
2: But when they do fall It's usually against Russians, isn't it? In this qualifier was interesting Because they were playing with a team A much younger team so Gilberto was trying out some some fresh talent. They still managed to win every game, but they weren't all as convincing. Because if you remember last time, Mark, in the qualifier, they played Uruguay as well in the final. Yep. They beat them
1: 10-1, and it was only 3-1 this uh, this time. Still convincing, but uh, yeah. I think the difference is as well. There was there was no crowd there at the qualifying, and in Brazil, a home crowd. Yeah, more than Rio. I, it's When they have a big crowd in South America, it's a big crowd. People are literally packed in. I remember when we were in Paraguay for the World Cup qualifiers, there was people hanging off the floodlights. That's how busy it was. It gives you that South American atmosphere where it's, it's almost like gladiatorial. It's, it's, a, it's a roar that you get in the stadium. I think that really does lift the players. And if that's not there, which it wasn't, it is a completely different game.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Especially being held in Brazil, you know, it's the cradle of the sport, isn't it? And you you have a beach soccer event there where Brazil are competing and you are going to have packed stands. So it must have been weird for the players as well.
1: Yeah, and I think there was a little bit of experience in there. I saw Mao was playing for Brazil, so a nice mixture, of course. They want to bring through those uh, younger players as they continue or want to continue to dominate South American beach soccer and, of course, world beach soccer as well. Let's move on to the biggest club competition in Europe, the Euro Winners' Cup. 68 men's teams, 18 women's teams, and again, Nazare, as the host, is the perfect place. They've done it before last September. Last year's winners of Cristal, they've just won the Russian Superfinals, so they're well-practised and in form. Ahead of the Euro Winners' Cup, we spoke to coach Angelo Schrinzi of Cristal, who've just won the Russian superfinal whether well, he was confident about retaining the European title as well and if this Crystal team is the best he's ever managed. Firstly, I have to tell you, the finals last week in Moscow, the team
0: played almost perfect. It was the best presentation of my team until I'm coached there. I work now for four years there and these were the best matches I see from my team.
1: Braga top of the portuguese league as we speak by three points also a very strong team who came runners up last year other teams to look out for the two home teams nazarenos and setao who are currently sitting seventh in the portuguese league just one place off the bottom but they were promoted last season so they'll have a lot more experience the one team that outperformed or, or maybe not when you look into the background of them was real munster the german team as we mentioned before Copenhagen represent Denmark, with a lot of the national team players also featuring there. In terms of those European teams, it's difficult to see past Crystal and Braga as well, who've remained very, very strong from their finishing positions last season.
2: Yep, absolutely. I was just just as you were naming them there and saying how they were doing in their national championships. I, I was thinking the same. They they are looking stronger than ever, you know, because Sporting actually won the the, the Portuguese league last year. They they managed to. Um, managed to dethrone Braga, but I think they're back. I think they're back and they are looking for revenge because they were knocked off the Portuguese throne, they were knocked off the European throne. Crystal are looking very strong as well, but uh, I think Braga will be doing everything they can this year to make sure they're back on top.
1: And last year's wild card, well, it, it wasn't a wild card when he looked into the background, was Real Monster of Germany. Uh, they've got big back in.
2: Yep, the man behind Munster is Gabriel. We interviewed him a few podcasts ago. I think it was two or three podcasts ago. Super interesting guy from Iran. Uh, Just loves beach soccer. And the team last year, they had quite a few top, top players in there. They had Christian Biermann, they had Pablo Perez, and they finished third. I think much to everyone's surprise, it was the first time that a German side had got into the knockout stages, let alone to the third place finish. Might be a little bit different this year with a few more teams expected to take part. Some bigger teams as well, some new teams, some new talent. But uh, I, I think they'll be the ones to watch again.
1: Yeah, definitely. And if you've not heard the podcast, just go back a couple of podcasts. Uh, look in the description. It'll say Gabrielle. He's also started the Luxembourg uh, National Beach Soccer Team. Watch out for them in a few years because as we know in beach soccer, a small nation with a little bit of resource can shoot right up the rankings. Belgium, as we know, one of the most exciting teams in world football. And on the beach as well, things are developing at an incredible pace with football clubs Genk and Andrecht getting involved with their own beach soccer sections. The man behind it all, well, it's Jeremy Chanowski. And Matt caught up with him ahead of the Euro Winners' Cup, where he's overseeing no less than four clubs. Plus, there's also talk of a national team.
0: I think in uh, Belgium, uh, you know, we work uh, a lot of, but uh, I'm not the, the only one. We are, we are a team now.
2: And I see you had a very special guest recently in Belgium. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
0: You know, this is the beat family. The relationship with the the Tahitian are So. Incredible, you know we uh, we are really friends now uh, in USA with Nick Pereira also because uh, we work also uh, with Nick Pereira with um, Azimonti from Argentina. The relationship is better, better, are better and better every.
2: What's the latest from from beach soccer in Belgium?
0: We have uh, a development plan uh, that is to to implant beach soccer pitch inside um, the football club. Uh, we go every day. We have a team, a trainer team. That they they may they may they make initiation for the, all the youth team of Mucron, and so like this we will have many many more beach uh, soccer pitch and many many more teams.
2: Which other clubs do you have coming on board with this?
0: Um, like Mucron. Yeah. Well, uh, in the Premier League, we are speaking with, uh, with Anderlecht, uh, Genk, we have a meeting with Genk, uh, Genk is, this is the first of the Belgian Championship uh, right now with Bruges, um, and uh, Standard de Liège, Germinal Berscott, Alost, you know, we, we, we can confirm that the sun is better for football players. You know, uh, for the injuries, but for the preparation also, uh, for the technical, uh, for the um, the proprioception, uh, this is very important. And when, when we 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 can uh, show that to the to the professional of football, yes, they 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 trust us, uh, and they they told to us that okay, yes, it will be a good idea to work with the sun.
2: And of course, you're super busy with your own club, New Team Brussels.
0: Yes, yes, of course, of course. This year, we make something amazing. Because with all of the, um, the training, the initiation that we, that we do, because uh, we, we, we make a training for, for, for all people that they, they want to, to, to try beach soccer, And uh, now we are very uh, happy to, to announce that we, we will be four teams in the Euro Winners' Cup, with two men teams and two girls teams.
2: You know, how can we talk about beat soccer in Belgium without talking about the new star of the women's game? That's Anael Wyard. She's yeah. already told us in an interview that she wants to be the best player in the world. Do you, do you think that's possible? Do you think she can do that?
0: You know what? She worked like a, a machine. <laughs> Nobody uh, saw a girl with a uh, so hard uh, character and... Uh, determination fights. as well you know she works every day every day she works in the sun she works to be the best to be ready for the euro winners and uh, and the, be- the best is that she make she make the team with the other girls she she bring, uh, new girls new girls and uh and no simple girls <laughs> they good very good player and so in the training now this is incredible the the fight the level
2: and tell us jeremy can we expect national teams for for Belgium in men's and women's categories. How far off that are we?
0: This is our goal, of course, and we work since like uh, one or two years with the Belgian Federation of Football. We are in discussion for for the moment and um, to announce in 2022 uh, the comeback of the national team.
1: Jeremy Trenowski there talking about the exciting future of Belgian beach soccer. Hello, this is Majer and you are listening to Send Talk, the Beach Soccer podcast. We should mention as well Copenhagen Beach Soccer Club, mostly made up of Danish national team players. And after their performance in the World Cup qualifiers, getting through the preliminary round to the main qualifiers, they played more beach soccer than they've probably done for a long time. And they're going to be well practiced for this one. So I think as a, a wild wild card, are we going to go for Copenhagen Beach Soccer Club? Yeah, actually, I think we're a bit clouded here because we're quite friendly with the, with, the, with the players. Or well, I'm a bit clouded anyway. I did go. On, I've full disclosure. I have been on a, a night out with the coaching staff of the Danish beach soccer team. So <laughs> I, I, maybe I'm sli- slightly biased because they may have they may have paid for a drink or two. That's all I'm saying.
2: No, but they they're putting a good team together. Good team spirit. They love the sport. Um, they performed well as a national team. Just last week, two weeks ago, so who knows, Matt, who knows? Maybe they're not Bragarov.
1: Women's competition takes place at the same time. Maria, they entered for the first time last year, won the competition, will be strong favourites again this time. So all things will play out from the 12th to the 18th of July as the biggest club competition in European beach soccer gets underway. Beach soccer, of course, is a great sport for viral goals and there's an account worth checking out, which is, again, my Danish friends. Uh, Kasper Dorf has started Sand Techers, which is him basically doing many overhead kicks with little like little hoops in the top corner, top bins, as we call it, in the UK. Him firing it into the top corner. Seems to do it first time every time. I, I, I can't imagine he does about 28 takes for each one.
2: No, 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 no. He's Yeah, I have it on, uh, on good information that he it's, it's uh, just one take every time. It's him and Klaus riding. It's a, it's a two-man project for now. They've uh, they've made some absolutely incredible videos. I have to hand it to them. So yeah, check them out. Sand Techers on TikTok as well as Instagram.
1: Two men, one take. That's all it is. One thing we need to round up before we go, which is an important bit of business. Last time we talked about the songs that we're going to get the most plays in the first couple of tournaments of the Euro Beach Soccer season. Yours had a little bit of a Russian vibe. <laughs> say a little bit of a russian vibe it was a total russian vibe which was majestic bony m and ra rah rah, rah ras beauty here we go <laughs> a man from russia long ago he was big and strong <laughs> That was your choice Matt <laughs> and my choice was basically just describing the calendar for beach soccer which is it's Friday, awesome. Saturday you know, here, right? and should. Sunday. It's Friday then, this Friday, Sunday. <laughs> so return Friday, Matt you were dancing to that one, you should have danced to your own one. Which one? You did a tally of this during the tournament. Which song?
2: It was just a a, a little tally off the top of my head. Oh, right,
1: okay, so not scientific, okay, go on.
2: No, not scientific, an estimate, a guesstimate. Oh, right, okay. Um, But I think it was pretty clear to me that my song was played more. I can have words with the DJ if you want when I go back. I
1: think you did have words with the DJ before they started to make sure it was played more, but I think the fact that it's a Russian vibe and there's a Russian World Cup coming up, I I thought it stood no chance despite the fact that mine it's the perfect song for beach soccer when it comes to the calendar, because it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, though one tournament last time did finish a day early and start start a Thursday. But you know, I can't rewrite the song.
2: I could maybe ask the DJ to do some kind of clever remix.
1: It's Wednesday and Thursday and Friday because we've got a tournament next week. No, it doesn't, doesn't really work. All right, so oh, wow. I'll, I'll give you oh, a, wow. a, a small round of applause. Congratulations. Uh, don't headbutt the microphone in excitement. <laughs> it was the song that was played the most, which was Rasputing remix Boney M. So well done, Matt.
2: Thank you very much.
1: And your prize is a CD of Boney M's Greatest Hitch, which I found at a car boot sale at the weekend. So there there you go. I'll tap it against the microphone for you there. Is that just a one-song CD? I don't know. It's a bit rusty in the middle, so I doubt it'll play, and you'll need a CD player to go with it. I'll have a look at a car boot sale this week for you for a CD player. We will say goodbye. Matt, give us the social media accounts before you go. Beach Soccer Worldwide on most places, except on Twitter. It's Beach Soccer
2: underscore WW.
1: Check out the new website as well. All redesigned. Beach dot com, and we'll catch you next time. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.